Day 321. Welcome to Word in 3D. We are promoting God's Word so that there won't be destruction. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priests. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also will ignore your children. We are transforming our imagination and gaining eternal perspective by reading, reflecting, and praying God's complete word together. As Romans 12 and 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you again, Lord, day after day, Lord. We just love your name. We love who you are, Lord. We put you above every other agenda or anything, Lord. You're above it all, Lord. No God compares to you. You're the only true one. Lord, we need your word. We need your way. Lord, we need you in our hearts today, Lord. We uh, forsake all others. We forsake everything else, Lord, and we confess, Lord, that we need you. We thank you for Jesus, who is our salvation. We thank you that you provided a way. Salvation comes from Christ alone. And Lord, we trust in Christ, Lord. Because of that, we have a new start here. There is no condemnation, but we have new start in this new day so we can have joy because of what you've done. And today, Lord, we ask that you open up our heart, open up our ears, open up our eyes, Lord, to see the wondrous things in your word, Lord, the wondrous things in your world, Lord, from your perspective, not from our just uh, man-made perspective, Lord, but let, let us see what your heart is, Lord, and let us live it out, Lord, through your Holy Spirit. So we pray your blessing, God, on this time right now and your revelation and uh, to work out your word in our heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, today's readings, we have Psalms 127, 1 through 5. We have James chapter 1, 1 to 27. And then we have Ezekiel 32 um, and going to chapter 33. First up is Psalms 127, verse 1 through 5. And uh, Brother David, would you be able to lead us in that? Psalms 1 to 5, a song of accents of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builder labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Sons are heritage from the Lord, children a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them, and they will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. Amen. Let's reflect on that. 
what stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? And uh, what type of instructions do we get from this passage? And yeah, let's get a good brother. David, lead us off on this one. Yeah, we can start this off. Um, I think I, I I like actually. Let me just go to this the second part of this. Um, from three, where it says, "Sons are a heritage from the Lord; children are a reward from Him." Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, are sons born in one's youth, and blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Um, one, I would say I like this because it's breaking down heritage and children are reward from him. You know, these, this is God's gift to you. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born to one's youth. Um, arrows in the hands of a warrior. These, this, these are the tools of a man. These are the tools of his trade. This is what, these are the tools that, you know, that give him purpose uh-huh. um, are the tools of the arrows to a warrior, um, like a son's to a father. And it says, blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them, right? Um, obviously, it's th- this the day, you know, obviously having sons is a great honor. Um, but in any sense, you know, having children is an honor. And, you know, at the same time it's like you it's about spreading your seed in in a sense um you know your lineage growing um you know this is a time of understanding coming from abraham and jacob and talking about you know your seed and being chosen and being the father of many um obviously blessed are those who have them you know Um, during these times, you know, people had people, um, unfortunately childbirth was, was deadly, you know, people had kids, but didn't even, most kids didn't necessarily live to the age of, you know, past the age of like, uh, you know, 12. So people had to have many kids to actually, um, survive and have a family historically, um, until modern times. Mm -hmm. So, um. This really shows you that breaking down the, the power of having children. Children are your wealth. Children are your your workforce. Um, so in reality, you know, your children are your is life to you. And so God is giving you that. This is what I get from that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's you know when we think about children, we think about um, also how we are children of God and how God uses us to be sent into the world to um, light up the darkness as as he uses us to be like arrows um, into his workforce into uh, piercing the darkness and piercing um, the the darkness that is in the world you know we we in turn are our children uh, to God to to stand up for righteousness and contend for righteousness here on earth, you know. Um, verse one, unless the Lord builds a house of builders labor in vain, 
Unless the Lord watches over a city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise up early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. That is pretty amazing. You know, if you look at that too, like how much we can um, worry about stuff, but it's God that ultimately grants us rest and peace because he's looking over us. Like, And we talked about this yesterday a little bit. Um, any other thoughts on this passage? Let's go to Monique. Um, for me, um, verse two, like you were just saying, um, Michael, about, um, I think you mentioned anxiety or anxiousness, um, and so what I get from here is uh, the second part of two, to eat the bread of sorrows. I'm sorry, do you hear that noise? Yeah, it's kind of echoing. Okay. Um, the, to eat the bread of sorrows, um, it's like the opposite of eating the bread of life. Um mm-hmm. And kind of eating, eating our anxiety and our fears and our doubt, um, and how he just he explains it as you know we we go to sleep late and we get up early, uh-huh. you know eating the bread of life, we'll find peace. He'll give us rest, you know, um, just by having that faith. Um, is the instruction that I see in verse two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Amen. Because it's, it's also, you know, we was talking about yesterday how the righteous are like, you know, they're bold as a lion, but those who are wicked, they they run when anybody, nobody's even chasing them. And so um, let's, it's, it's just so amazing to see how much peace we can have by trusting in God, just leaning on him and understanding these things are going to work out fine. Just keep moving forward mm-hmm. and trust God and get your rest. Get some sleep. <laughs> Jesus took naps. Let's go to Aaron. Thanks, God. Yeah, that's the biggest thing to me, too, like just, just trusting in God, you know. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builder builds in vain. So in vain. So I'm just doing this for nothing. So I need the Lord to direct me how to do it. Unless the Lord watches over city, the guard watches in vain. I could sit here and and guard it in my own strength all I want, but unless the Lord is guarding it and watching over it, it's not safe. Um, it's having to trust in God. Mm-hmm. In in vanity or in vain, you rise early and stay up late. You do all this stuff. You get up early, you go to sleep late, you think you're really doing a great job. High five. <laughs> but if I'm not if I'm not doing it in, in accordance with God's calling and God's instruction, you know, and I love that part too. He grants sleep for those he loves. Like, yeah, he told us to take a day of rest. He took a day of rest too. Um, I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, okay. Um he uh Boom. He, he, we work, 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 yo, and then go to sleep. But guess what? He's still working. Mm-hmm. Like God's got this. Like that was one thing that that it helped me. It, it clicked when He gave me this revelation. Like 
but it just shows that Aaron, you don't have to do everything. You have a part to play in God's big picture. Uh-huh. And if we can just remember that we play our part, stay in our lane, but the ultimate is trusting him. There's nothing I can do um, in my own strength that would ever be greater than him. I got to trust in him. Let him give the direction. Hey, Amen. I like Praise that. Him. I just saw an analogy of a movie. You know, he is the star. He is the director. He is the editor. What we got to do is make sure we're following the script and get our parts. Do our part. And he's going he's gonna to work the whole movie out. Let's go back to brother uh, David. Just real fast, just following off of that. Thank you, Aaron. It's just that, you know, the whole adage of recognizing that it's not the locks on our door that keeps us safe, right? It's not the dog that we have that we're safe, right? It's not It's not the clothes on our back that why we're not sick. The reason why each of us right here don't have corona is not because we washed our hands enough or we have masks on every day. This is what this is truly recognizing in him. He's saying, you know, it doesn't matter. You can have the washing up. It doesn't matter if God is not saying that you're good, you're not be good. It's, it's, it's always what God wills because mm-hmm. with it all, God will still send it or God will allow the, 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 you know, that thing to come in your life. So just recognizing that. Mm-hmm. Unless the Lord builds a house, the builders labor in vain. It's all for nothing at the end. It's, just, it's destroyed. And you can think about people's life like that. Like we build, people build their lives and one man can have lots of money, lots of success in the world's eye. But when he hits judgment, it's like a house built on sand, gone, because it was not one that honored God. It's not one that um, God was pleased with. It was all in vain. When we think about vanity, it's like everything that you worked up, you built up, like they said, you know, you climbed up the high ladder just to realize it was on the wrong building, you know. And so that's that's what vanity is. When I see this, it's like how we could do so much work and pour so much of ourselves into stuff. But at the end of the day, we realize it was all going to be destroyed in the first place. And so uh, only what we do for Christ will last. That's why focus is really on what is the work that God has us to do. Uh, Let's go to Aaron. And after that, we're going to go into prayer. All right. Oh, I was just I was just commenting, bro. I don't think I raised my hand. Okay. There you go. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, let's go into prayer. Uh, ba- Brother David, uh, <laughs> lead us in prayer for this section. Yeah. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Lord, Father, Abba, Savior, Source, Retainer, Great Protector, Healer, and Comforter, and over- Overseer of all. Sovereign Lord, we serve you in majestic ways, Lord, we magnify your name, Lord, as your children, as the beings that you created for your glory, we come to you humbly, we knowing that we're unworthy, but because of the blood of Christ, we know that we have, we have a, we have a place in heaven and we have a place right next to the Father, Lord. Thank you for the word. 
Um, thank you for the word that's being delivered to us. Thank you for wisdom, because it's by fearing of the Lord that wisdom is gained. And by seeking the word and abiding in you, it is written that you will provide us wisdom without reproach. Um, Lord, today we're talking about understanding, you know, nothing that is not done in your glory or by you can ever withstand because you represent foundation, you, you represent the rock, you represent um, things that will last because you are the same God of yesterday, today, and forever, Lord, and forever to be praised and worthy to be praised, Lord. Allow these words to enter us, allow us to marinate, let it compensate, and let it uh, uh, proliferate. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Got some rhymes going on in that prayer. Hallelujah. All right. Let's uh, go to James chapter 1, verse 1 to 27. And uh, let's see. Brother Lawrence, what's up? How you doing this morning? Doing good, man. Doing good. All right. I just had, I had to give you a shout out because I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what that is. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Uh, James chapter 1, it says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces per perseverance. That perseverance finishes work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. But the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant, it blossoms, falls, and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruit of all he created, listening and doing. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, Get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. 
Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Amen. Let's reflect on James chapter 1, verse 1 to 27. What stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? And what type of instructions do we get from this passage? Let's go. Okay, so this is obviously um, it's the great book, James. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot in here, but I'm just going to pick um, just this part right here. So let me see, where is this three? Okay, so basically I'll go from two, two to four. So consider it pure, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. Um, so for me, this is really, um, you know, really an instruction and really a testimony because it's recognizing that this is, this is the trial of what it means to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. it, it, what a Christian is not to have without trial is the understanding that we can have peace and calamity because Jesus is in us. Mm -hmm. This here breaks down that um, it's actually, you know, when we say that God allows these situations to occur in our life is that he, he is preparing, um, preparing his vessel like a like like the potter is the great potter they say he is is the same way you have to put the clay that has been molded by him from beginning in inception but it must endure the furnace to become the finished product uh -huh. so therefore the trials that we are going through daily and every day when we're persevering when we're going through the things that he's allowing to happen to us are the things that are strengthening us um, and, and, you know, taking out these inefficiencies, taking out the, uh, um, the impurities, exactly what the furnace does and burns them out. But at the end, you become our finished product that's solid. Therefore, we are actually truly, um, you know, reflections of him. Mm -hmm. Hey, man. Yeah. Looking at that as a, a plus instead of a negative. That pureness, that that joy going through that fire to become that vessel. Amen. Uh, let's go to Aaron. Amen. Amen. Yeah, for me, I'm looking at the the trials. There, well, really, for me, it's, it's verse five, but it, it comes back to the trials. So, verse five, 
If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. Um, wisdom, we've talked about it as the proper application of knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, how, what, if I know stuff, what am I going to do with it? And I think one of the times when we want to like know what to do is when we face a trial, you know? And so it ties back to trials in that way. And it's that like, hey, guess what? Everybody faces trials. Like this is a thing that we are all going to deal with. As Christians, we deal with it. Quite frankly, as non-Christians, you deal with trials as well. Mm -hmm. But the difference is when we have Christ, we have promises that say, hey, you can come to me when you don't know what to do. And I will help you, you know? Um, I read it and said, you know, every storm is a school. Every <laughs> trial is a test. Every experience is an education. Every difficulty is for your development. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not able to get to God and ask, hey, what am I learning in this storm? What are you testing in this trial? What experience am I gauging from this education? What are you developing in this difficulty? You know, I want to be able to go to God and we can through Christ. There is one mediator, mm -hmm. one man between God and humanity. And that's the person, Jesus Christ. And through our relationship with him, once we've accepted him as our Lord and savior, we're able to go to God and get wisdom, knowing that we are going to experience trials. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. There's no getting away from that, you know, but we can go to him for wisdom, guidance and direction. That's key. Amen. I always think about a tree. Uh, you know how many cures come from the plants that are around us, you know, um, but until we're able to actually understand and extract those things from the plants, we can't have the healing from them from them. So it's, it's always important to realize, like, when we are going through stuff, where to turn to, who to turn to, you know. And when we know where to turn to, that, that saves our life. When we know to turn to God, when we ask him for wisdom, you know, we go to the tree of life. It's like, then we are healed. And it's so, so important to remember that. Let's, uh, let's hear from Monique. There we go. Hello? Okay. Um, for me, it was six, six and seven. Um, let him ask in faith with no doubting. Um, so again, just a reminder for me to, um, if I really have faith, I can't, I can't have faith and be uh, tossed by the wind. As it says, um, you know, doubting and questioning in my own mind, you know, is is creating a divide from me actually wholeheartedly trusting him and having faith. Mm -hmm. If I if I'm also doubting myself as well, um, and that he says that we won't receive anything from him if we if we think that we can we can have a double mind. If we think that we can, we can, you know, doubt him or ourselves 
at the same time as have faith it's to be like two-faced you know um and that um we won't be stable until we actually are a hundred percent wholeheartedly having faith so that's what i took away amen go all the way in is such a danger in being double-minded I remember one time I was uh, driving Lyft. I drove for Lyft for a little while, and uh, I had two apps on my phone. Uh, one was iMaps and one was Google Maps. And so I had Lyft, like, hooked up to uh, Google Maps. So every time I get a request, somebody will it'll, it'll shoot off and it'll, it'll give me the directions to them from Google Maps. And so um, so I was hungry, so I was, ask, I was uh, requesting some food. I was getting some food, so I was like, uh, food. And I'm an IMAPS popped up and then I start driving that direction. And then a lift request came in and then it canceled out, but the map directions were still in there. So I had two maps going on at one time. One was saying, go left. The other one was saying, go right. The other one was saying, you know, keep, keep going. The other one said, make a U-turn. And, and I was like, what in the world is going on here? So I had, I had to turn off that one map in order to, uh, have some peace of mind and get to my, my destination that was going to actually lead somewhere to food, you know? Um, and I see it the same way as in this Christian walk, there's two desires that are warring in our hearts and we have to turn off, uh, the one that is not leading to anywhere, the one that's in vain, the one that's leading to an empty destination, um, in order to, to get to the place where God is going to feed us. And so it, it, that's what that double-mindedness is like. It's like a person still listening to the old man, the old covenant, trying to go after the things of the flesh that leads to nothing. Uh, but when we turn that thing off and just listen to the spirit, boom, we're going straight to our destination where God is going to be and he is going to give us life everlasting. And so, uh, yeah, that's what reminds me of that double-mindedness. It's like, you're unstable. You get in a car accident if, if if one direction is telling you to go left and the next thing you go right. So you got to go 100% in that one direction. Amen. Um, any other thoughts on this? Um, I think just another aspect just goes in on 22. You know, 22 to about 25 is breaking down, you know, actually listening to the word. Mm-hmm. And intently following it, not just just sort of being a drive-by. Um, sort of, you know, it's almost sort of, I felt like church was about this recently. Just, it's almost like, you know, stop just being a, a you know, an observer mm-hmm. and, and be a participator. Participate in the work of the Lord, of the Lord. And, and doing work is to is to is to abide and to to actually live his per- precepts uh-huh. right you were supposed to be seeking his precepts and loving his precepts and doing it not just hearing it just to hear it and not doing it is is, is basically just false we're just once again it, it used a good analogy it's like looking in the mirror you don't know yourself Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 but I like how it ended it. It says, you know, but, but those who do it, you know, who, who do observe this perfect law continues to do so that, uh, but do, doing it, he will be blessed in what he does and mm-hmm. what he does. So that's where, 
God always, always is going to bless people, his, his followers who abide in him uh-huh. and anyone who seeks him and goes towards him will get all the desires of your heart. It is written. He will be blessed. And you, you know, your hands, whatever you are doing will work. Whatever Amen. your your work is will be successful. Whatever your hands in will grow. You are a part of the vine that will continue to grow, um, and, and 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 go towards Him. So it's powerful. Amen. And that appreciate that because that goes even back to what we just read about you know if you don't labor, if God is not watching it, if we're not doing His work, it's in vain. And so as we are reading His Word and doing it it's going to add up to something it's not done in vain we don't have to worry about you know is this going to turn out right it's going to turn out right only thing we have to do is make sure that we're looking in the mirror and fixing what you know needs to be wiped away or what needs to get the crud out of our eyes get you know do something about it just don't hear it but be participators as you said in this word amen well let's go into prayer and uh just ask god to give us better revelation and just live this thing out because that's what we need to do we need to live this thing out so dear heavenly father we thank you god that you have given us your word that you have called us to be participators co-laborers in this work that we are not just to hear this word but that we are to do it and put it into practice lord lord take away any double-mindedness take away anything that's trying to go to the left or go to the right but Lord, we want to follow your spirit directions. We want to follow the words and instructions that you have given us. Because we know when we follow through with your word, God, that you always give us a great reward at the end. So Lord, let us persevere. If we're lacking anything, Lord, if we're lacking wisdom, Lord, we pray for your divine wisdom in our hearts, Lord, to make the right choices, to make the right turns, to follow the instructions wholeheartedly and not turning to the left or to the right, but only turning to you, turning our eyes up to you, Lord. And you tell us where to go. You tell us how to make the moves. You tell us what we need to do next. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray your wisdom in our hearts right now. On each of our hearts and those who are listening, God, we pray your wisdom on our hearts right now, Lord. And we pray your actions in our actions. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Our next passage is Ezekiel chapter 32. The 33. Let's get it. In the twelfth year, in the twelfth month, on the first day, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, take up a lament concerning Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and say to him, You are like a lion among the nations. You are like a monster in the seas, thrashing about in your streams, churning the water with your feet, and muddying the streams. This is what the sovereign Lord says. With a great throng of people, I will cast my net over you, and they will haul you up in my net. I will throw you on the land and hurl you on the open field. I will let all the birds of the sky settle on you, and all the animals of the wild gorge themselves on you. I will spread your flesh on the mountains and fill the valleys with your remains. I will drench the land with your flowing blood all the way to the mountains, and the ravines will be filled with your flesh. When I snuff you out, I will cover the heavens and darken their stars. I will cover the sun with a cloud, and the moon will not give its light. All the shining lights in the heavens I will darken over you. I will bring darkness over your land, declares the Sovereign Lord. 
I will trouble the hearts of many peoples when I bring about your destruction among the nations, among lands you have not known. I will cause many peoples to be appalled at you, and their kings will shudder with horror because of you when I brandish my sword before them. On the day of your downfall, each of them will tremble every moment for his life. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says. The sword of the King of Babylon will come against you. I will cause your hordes to fall by the swords of mighty men, the most ruthless of all nations. They will shatter the pride of Egypt, and all her hordes will be overthrown. I will destroy all her cattle from beside abundant waters, no longer to be stirred by human feet or muddied by the hoofs of cattle. Then I will let her waters settle and make her streams flow like oil, declares the Sovereign Lord. When I make Egypt desolate and strip the land of everything in it, when I strike down all who live there, then they will know that I am the Lord. This is the lament they will chant for her. The daughters of the nations will chant it. For Egypt and all her hordes, they will chant it, declares the Sovereign Lord. In the twelfth year, on the fifteenth day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, wail for the hordes of Egypt and consign to the earth below, both her and the daughters of mighty nations, along with those who go down to the pit. Say to them, are you more favored than others? Go down and be laid among the uncircumcised. They will fall among those killed by the sword. The sword is drawn. Let her be dragged off with all her hordes from within the realm of the dead. The mighty leaders will say of Egypt and her allies, They have come down, and they lie with the uncircumcised, with those killed by the sword. Assyria is there with her whole army. She is surrounded by the graves of all her slain, all who have fallen by the sword. Their graves are in the depths of the pit and her army lies around her grave. All who had spread terror in the land of the living are slain, fallen by the sword. Elam is there with all her hordes around her grave. All of them are slain, fallen by the sword. All who had spread terror in the land of the living went down uncircumcised to the earth below. They bear their shame with those who go down to the pit. A bed is made for her among the slain, with all her hordes around her grave. All of them are uncircumcised, killed by the sword. Because their terror had spread in the land of the living, they bear their shame with those who go down to the pit. They are laid among the slain. Meshech and Tubal are there, with all their hordes around their graves. All of them are uncircumcised, killed by the sword because they spread their terror in the land of the living. But they do not lie with the fallen warriors of old who went down to the realm of the dead with their weapons of war. Their swords placed under their heads and their shields resting on their bones. Though these warriors also had terrorized the land of the living, you too, Pharaoh, will be broken and will lie among the uncircumcised with those killed by the sword. Edom is there, her kings and all her princes. Despite their power, they are laid with those killed by the sword. They lie with the uncircumcised, with those who go down to the pit. All the princes of the north and all the Sidonians are there. They went down with the slain in disgrace, despite the terror caused by their power. They lie uncircumcised with those killed by the sword and bear their shame with those who go down to the pit. Pharaoh, 
he and all his army will see them, and he will be consoled for all his hordes that were killed by the sword, declares the Sovereign Lord. Although I had him spread terror in the land of the living, Pharaoh and all his hordes will be laid among the uncircumcised with those killed by the sword, declares the Sovereign Lord. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, speak to your people and say to them, when I bring the sword against the land and the people of the land choose one of their men and make him their watchman and he sees the sword coming against the land and blows the trumpet to warn the people, then if anyone hears the trumpet but does not heed the warning and the sword comes and takes their life, their blood will be on their own head. Since they heard the sound of the trumpet but did not heed the warning, their blood will be on their own head. If they had heeded the warning, they would have saved themselves. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people and the sword comes and takes someone's life, that person's life will be taken because of their sin. But I will hold the watchman accountable for their blood. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you wicked people, you will surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade them from their ways. Those wicked people will die for their sins, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the wicked to turn from their ways, and they do not do so, they will die for their sins, though you yourself will be saved. Son of man, Say to the house of Israel, This is what you are saying. Our offenses and sins weigh us down, and we are wasting away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die, house of Israel? Therefore, son of man, say to your people, if someone who is righteous disobeys, that person's former righteousness will count for nothing. And if someone who is wicked repents, that person's former wickedness will not bring condemnation. The righteous, if they sin, will not be allowed to live because of their former righteousness. If I tell the righteous that they will surely live, but then they trust in their righteousness and do evil, none of the righteous things they have done will be remembered they will die for the evil they have done. And if I say to the wicked, you will surely die, but they then turn away from their sins and do what is just and right, if they give back what they took in pledge for a loan, return what they have stolen, follow the decrees that give life and do no evil, they will surely live, they will not die. None of the sins they have committed will be remembered against them. They have done what is just and right. They will surely live. Yet your people say, The way of the Lord is not just. But it is their way that is not just. If the righteous turn from their righteousness and do evil, they will die for it. And if the wicked turn away from their wickedness and do what is just and right, they will live by doing so. Yet you say, house of Israel, The way of the Lord is not just. But I will judge each of you according to your own ways. Amen. Let's reflect on Ezekiel chapter 32, verse 1 to chapter 33. 
what stood out to you what inspiration do we get from this passage and what type of instructions do we get from this passage I'm looking to, uh, I think, uh, 33, 8, I think it's 8, moving on, like 8 through Mm -hmm. 9. You know, this is breaking down the watchmen, um, you know, sending out the the siren and the, the warning to the impending, you know, sword that's coming, the death. And then those who hear it, and then the watchman not sending out the um, um, the warning and people dying, you know, and who in the end gets the blame, uh-huh. you know, um, this is a reoccurring theme here, and it's really about once again, I I parry this to being a believer and a non-believer, um, uh-huh. and as a believer you're in the know right uh-huh. you 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 have you have the knowledge you know you know what is right therefore you know when your job is to be the trumpeter and to 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 warn people uh-huh. you know when you know when they're not doing the ways of god because that's our duty that's the great commission right um but if we don't do that and don't warn people and don't let people know they're doing wrong. Uh-huh. They, 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 they don't know about the impending calamity that's coming uh-huh. for judgment. Therefore they're, they're unknowing and therefore we will be responsible for that. So it's just a it's terms of instruction. It just reminds you to, you have a responsibility being a believer. It's not alone just to live righteously on your own. Like the other day we were talking about this. It's about the understanding that as a community, as the body, mm-hmm. our job is to not only keep our brothers up, but is to is to remind and to push non-believers to believe so that they can be saved as well. Exactly. You know, Pro- Proverbs talks about wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. You know, you got to be careful like if the you got to make sure the devil is not if the devil's agreeing with you be like yeah yeah that's a good idea you know it's it's probably not a good idea <laughs> you know and my question is like what keeps people from even warning folks like there's so much you know we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings well if they die you ain't going to be hurting their feelings yeah you know it's it's going to be worse for them you know and God is telling us in this passage that if we don't warn people of what's coming, their blood is on our, he holds us accountable for their blood. And so this is a very powerful because in a time of people will think, if you love me, you won't tell me the truth. Or if you, if you love me, you won't ever hurt my feelings or you won't ever tell me something that I don't like. And that's just, that's the lie of this postmodern age. This, this is, this is the lie of this this age right now of like wow if i disagree then that means yeah i hate you no in fact the bible tells me to love my enemies so if you become my enemy i'm still gonna love you anyway but i'm gonna tell you the truth uh let's go to aaron 
Amen. Yeah, I keep hearing him talk about like turn from one to another, you know, and um, it's just making me think like, you know, like God doesn't want us to, he doesn't want to see us be destroyed. Like he doesn't want people to stay separated from him. Um, and for those that start to follow him, he doesn't want them to turn away. You know, it was like, it talked about turning to the Lord mm-hmm. and following him. And then also like not turning away from him. Um, so that was really interesting to me. And and I agree with what, you know, with what we're saying about how we're, we're charged kind of one to another, you know, it's like important, like with our friends, our family, um, you know, people who are not followers, like it's, it's our responsibility to love them, to encourage them, uh-huh. um, to give them an opportunity to hear the gospel, you know, but it's also neat that it's like each person does have to make their own choice, but am I doing everything possible, you know, within my ability, um, within my sphere of influence to even present that option to people and uh-huh. share with them, Hey, there is a choice to make and Lord willing that, when they hear that they will turn, you know, to God, they will turn to righteousness. Uh-huh. Um, I liked it. There's was a verse 11. Um, there's a message version. I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked. I want the wicked to change their ways and live, turn your life around, reverse your evil ways. Um, you know, but we, but we encourage people and we share with them that, Hey, there is an option and we try to live it out so we can be setting an example and, you know, we're gracious and, and gentle and patient about it. Um, mm-hmm. but that we're also being dutiful and diligent in sharing that information, you know, whether they want to kind of hear it or not. Mm-hmm. Amen. Any other thoughts? Thank you for the share, for sharing that. Um, just to bring that to point, bring that to light is really crucial, you know, that we do bring that truth and we bring it in love, we bring it in grace. Um, and that's uh, that's the charge that God has given, given to us. It's like our life is just, is is tied in. Our destinies are tied in together. It's not just something where I'm just by myself or what I do doesn't affect you or what you do doesn't affect me. It's we're tied in this together. Uh, let's go to Monique. Um, I wanted to, what was stood out to me was the end 17. Um, I like, I like when you play these narratives that read the Bible because it's like different characters that are saying it. So I think it was a lady and she was saying the way of the Lord is not fair. Um, but it is their way, which is not fair. Um, mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just pointing out, um, you know, this whole last section in talking about God's judgment. Um, he's really saying that, you know, the, the law of the land is what's not fair. Um, because you can be put to death if you turn away from your righteousness um, commits inequity, but when the wicked, when they when they turn from their wickedness, 
he's saying that they shall live because of it and and he he does he is going to judge based on those who who give their life to him and those that don't and it's just it's just that way this way or that way you know but it's a choice that he gives us and even if we've done wrong he gives us the opportunity to still do right mm-hmm. and um, it's never too late for someone to turn from the wrong way to go the right way uh-huh. and i just see his grace and his mercy um you know continuously in that hey man that's the heart of the father welcoming back mm-hmm. the prodigal welcoming back person who has gone astray he wants he doesn't enjoy the death of wicked people he wants them to turn and change and come back uh, let's go to aaron yeah i just want to point out in this you know when we're trying to uh encourage folks you know it, it's so many things that trying to encourage folks trying to challenge folks trying to teach folks trying to maybe understand where people are at you know what's going on why they're why they are doing what they're doing you know when we're making this proposal about the turn um i just want to tie back to to what we just read in in james you know and how this can be a trial in itself Mm -hmm. you know trying to help somebody to turn trying to talk to somebody about something can be a trial in it in its own right but just reminding that we can turn to God for wisdom in that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we can be patient, like knowing that if, if I'm following after God and, and I see something going on around me and it, and it goes against something that I know that he teaches me, I got to remember, first of all, you're not offending me as a person, or you're not going against something I said, you're going against something God said. Mm-hmm. So if he put it in my heart that something is off here, then he will show us a way how to share it and present it with folks. You know, and so I just wanted to put that out there because I know sometimes it can be tough, maybe how to have these conversations or how to approach these things, you know, and to do it with love and to do it with grace. Mm-hmm. And so just to remind us that we can go to the Lord, that we can pray and ask for direction, for opportunities, you know, we can pray and ask that he even give us the words to speak and that the person's heart be prepared to receive it. Mm-hmm. So just being patient in that and, and turning to the Father for, um, for wisdom, for guidance and direction. Yeah, that's good. Thank you for sharing that. Amen. I, I would say something else to it, but uh, I think you you nailed it. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's remember that just to keep our hearts in that place of asking God for wisdom, and that's why we pray, and uh, that's why we continue in prayer. So with that said, let's go in prayer. Aaron, would you close us in prayer? Um, just about this. Heavenly Father, God, we God, we glorify you. We magnify you, God. You are wonderful and amazing. Thank you for um, teaching on today. Thank you for allowing us to get into your word, Father, reminding us to trust you. That, you know, if we build things in a, by ourselves, we build them in vain. Father, but when we, when we follow after you, we put our trust in you, then we will accomplish what you're calling us to, God. You remind us about how we face trials and everybody faces trials. And I love it, God, that you're so candid and and clear. You don't sugarcoat things. You tell us, oh, you're going to have some problems. But you let us know that we can find joy. Hallelujah. Because 
as we can turn to you, Father, for wisdom to, to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Lord God, and finally, as we talk about um, turning, turning away from wickedness, sharing the message so that others might have the opportunity to turn away. Lord, I pray that you would just um, let us retain these words that we heard today. Let us retain this power and this life and this love that you've given us. Let us walk in it fully. Lord, and I just pray you would be removing any barrier that keeps us from turning to you for wisdom, from turning to you for our life and for uh, our, as resource and, and purpose. Father, we, we bless you, we praise you, we need you in everything. We thank you for who you are, what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Such a good time reading through the word and uh, just reflecting on that and that theme of popping up of, you know, trusting in God and uh, trusting in his instructions so that we have something to have at the end of our life. And even right now at the end of all of our work, you know, it's so true. So uh, Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed from lack of of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge I also reject you as my priest because you have ignored the law of your God I also ignore your children so our purpose is to promote live out the word of God so people won't be destroyed so they know the truth amen thanks be to God for everyone who um, support this podcast and uh, just want to say thank God for you uh, this word in 3D is supported by generous people like you if you want to support it, go to MikeSolo.com slash support and uh, will be greatly appreciated. This is Word in 3D, y'all. We're going deep. Peace out.